When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast. Scary, scary stories, stories to tell on the pod. It is a, a funny, scary podcast about mm-hmm. scary things you tell us about that happened or that you pretend it happened. <laughs> uh, they're about urban legends. It's us chatting. We've been friends for 16 years, 17? Yeah, really approaching 17. Oh, that's a whole, that's almost a whole it's third a real, It's approaching 18. No. We met in 2006. Uh-oh. This is scary. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Our son is grown. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> Our son being a popsicle we once bought in 2006. That's that right. is now fully of voting age. He is. Um, Anna, how's your week? It's good. It's It feels like this is the week that someone turned Hollywood back on. Yes, so me right. and all my friends are like happier than we've ever been to be like ticky typing on something we hate. I know. Which is so nice. I know. Like just thrilled to have meetings with people who dead eyed look you in the face and say like, so what are you passionate about? Like, you know. Yeah. And if you are a development exec listening to this podcast, I'm not talking about you. They're not. Yeah, they're really the not. The idea of them doing that is... Really I, funny. I had a general with someone who was like, I love your podcast. I was so excited to see that I was meeting with you today. And that person is now no longer working in development. Right. They really <laughs> changed. They really changed careers during the pandemic. Um, and their okay. eyes, their eyes go in opposite directions until there's a famous person. And then they focus really hard. <laughs> um, that's fun. Did anything scary happen to you this week? <sighs> I found out my neighbor died. Oh, I've been texting her. This oh, whole time. no. I'm so sorry. That, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I told her the last text I have from her, I just found out today that she died. Oh. It's I texted her a week after she died to say, hey, just so you know, I saw a lethargic squirrel on your front lawn. Oh, boy. He had a lump on his back. Googled it. Looks like squirrel pox, which is not... Trans- it's transmissible, but not deadly. Just wanted you to have an eye out in case the dogs got at it or something. Oh, she's and we. I realized. Oh, I haven't seen her for a long time, and she usually texts me back about squirrel stuff. Ooh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Thank. Yeah. This is, this really is about me. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. Well, but she might have gotten squirrel pox. Yeah, but it's funny because this is the second neighbor who's passed away on my block since we moved in two years ago. Oh boy. And. Now I'm like, is there something wrong with the block? Sure. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Because that's not a bad, that's not, the odds aren't that bad. That's a big block. No. Yeah. That shows you what kind of life I've had that I'm like, two people died (laughs) in two years on a block with 80 people on it. Well, (laughs) something with the phone lines. That sending a text to someone who died a week ago is very scary. Yeah. Something there. Um, I. How about you, Andrew? Well, or what were you about to say? I was about to say something else, but it probably isn't important. The the the, the gist of that is one time um, 
my mom was visiting and she was like, oh, I forgot I have to mail a card to someone. I was like, I'll mail it. And I forgot to mail it for like a year. And then I found it and I was like, oh my gosh, I'll mail it. And I did. And I told my mom, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I did this contact the person. And she was like, it was a get well card for someone who did die. And she was like, but it's fine. Oh no, you sent a taunt to yeah. their next of kin. Yeah, full year later. But they must have, I mean, my mom's Hope like, you no. bounce back from this one, you dumb bitch. <laughs> I'd like to see you oh, crawl no. out of your grave. Um, but that was my scary thing that happened this week. We, the, the, the rumors and legends are true. Anna and Jason and Chris and some friends and I, we did go to Disneyland this week. We did. Um, and the scary thing for me was that that the Haunted Mansion still had the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay on it, which I was like, nothing makes me more sick than Christmas in, in mid to late January. Christmas on January 17th? A sick joke. That is, you're an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> And don't make me look at it. Yeah, we got to get rid of that. I also have to say that I don't want to disparage anyone who's trying to make a book, but that the copy for the Nightmare Before Christmas Mm. recording was not very good. We need to revisit. I wanted to rewrite it, and I also didn't want it to be like that. (laughs) I felt lucky. I was like, oh, this is cool. It's like a different thing. But it goes back to what we were talking about a couple weeks ago. You don't want to see a pumpkin in snow. No, it feels wrong. No. That's get your shit together. Snow is a pumpkin's natural enemy. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's just going to make it wetter. (laughs) Easier on the squirrels with squirrels box. Squirrel box. Squirrels box. Squirrels box news. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Never mind. Let's just move on. Um, Anna... I'm really delighted to return to maybe just my maybe just one of my favorites, maybe nobody else's subgenres of this podcast, which is the icons of who icons of who. And I don't know what possessed me, Anna, but instantly when it came to recording today, I was like, I want to research gremlins. And I'll tell you what <laughs> I did not the film, just the concept of gremlins. There's a lot more to Gremlins than just what Hollywood put exactly. in that movie. Yeah, yeah. The erasure of of early 20th century Gremlins, which, Anna, the most mind-blowing thing, just before I get into any research at all, Gremlins are a 20th century invention. No. Yes. It sounds like a Middle English word. So it is a Middle English word. Oh, my God. Did I get this right? Yes. Uh, Gremia <sighs> is, uh, it means to vex. <laughs> Grem. Gremia. Gremia nut. Gremia D's nuts. Gremia D's nuts, classically. <laughs> um, and that it is unclear how they ended up being called gremlins. There are thoughts that it's a com- it's a combination of uh of Gremia and Goblin. Sure. Like a thing that's meant to annoy you. Um yeah. there also I think it was a popular uh beer company called Fremlin, and that they combined that with Gremlin, which I that feels a little that doesn't feel airtight to me. Um, but I just want to, I'm going to like, I'm going to use some research that I found from an Atlas Obscura article by Hadley Mears and then an episode of that YouTube documentary series, Monstrum, which I've talked about before, which I love so much. Andrew, I'm thrilled that you're telling us about Gremlins. I really, it felt really nice to do some research on something. And the fact that it was Gremlins felt even better. Correct. Um, but yeah, that series Monstrum is like a PBS series about monsters, sometimes like classic monsters and sometimes really niche folklore monsters, which I love. Sorry. <laughs> I just tried to burp really quietly off mic <laughs> and me trying to control the burp made seltzer come up and go oh, in my, no. my, in my brain. That's like, that's a gremlin. I, so I was making hard eye contact with Andrew as he was telling me about gremlins and, and for, I guess from your perspective, it looked like I was 
uh, dying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to, I bet it's not real. Um, Sorry. Everyone. But that, that YouTube series Monstrum is like a PBS documentary series hosted by Dr. Emily Zilka. And I really love it. You should check it out if you haven't already. Um, and then of course our favorite book, Wikipedia. Um, so as I said, gremlins, as far as folklorists can tell are an invention of the 20th century. Uh, use of the term in the sense of a mischievous creature that sabotages aircraft first arose in the Royal Air Force as slang among British pilots stationed in Malta, the Middle East, and India in the 1920s. Isn't that crazy that it's that recent? That's insane. It's like a hundred-year-old invention. So this is just pilots talking to each other? Yeah. And like certainly you can see the influence, like the origins of gremlins most likely stem from stories of fairies or the fae folk uh, of English, Irish, Welsh, and Scottish folklore. Um, And that stuff goes back to like the 1600s. And fae folk includes like leprechauns, elves, brownies, imps, uh, basically like little mysterious creatures. Brownies? Yeah. You know, you've ever heard brownies before? The, the like baby Girl Scouts? Yeah, I think it's named after like <laughs> little little kind of fairy people who live in nature. Okay. Anyone who's listening to the podcast, raise your hand if you've heard of brownies before in a spooky context. <laughs> Go ahead, Andrew. What is the brownies? Uh, so, yeah, they're like they're, they live in nature um, and they can either be helpful or harmful depending on how respectful you are to uh, the forest. It's, it sounds like a fairy. Yeah. Yeah. Fae folk. Um, fae folk. And, and they're basically like... These are creatures who are sometimes used to scare and sometimes used to comfort. Um, they're kind of like spirits. You know, it's like it's that vague of a term. Cool. So fae folk were long used to explain away the unexplainable, the unfortunate, and were firmly cemented in the cultural dialogue of Western Europe in the early 20th century. And at that time, human beings took to the skies. So it only makes sense that we'd have to make up a new form of fae folk to like exist in this new space that was on the forefront of everyone's minds. Yeah. Um, And as aviators navigated these new uncertain technologies and an unfamiliar environment, lots of things could and would go wrong. And it was perhaps comforting to have a mystical scapegoat take the blame for the myriad of disasters that could befall a pilot, especially during wartime, which is why the prominence of gremlins came in world war one and then expanded in world war two. Um, the very first rumblings of what we now know as the Gremlin came from members of the British Royal Air Force during World War One. According to the British magazine The Spectator in 1917, British forces, quote, detected the existence of a horde of mysterious and malicious spirits whose oh. purpose in life was to bring about mishaps that trouble an airman's life. Who said that? The Spectator, which was a prominent British magazine. We're not, newspapers aren't doing it like they used to. They're not. They're not saying like ghost happened. Right. There's a new ghost, everybody. Buckle up. Yeah. You're not going to believe this. Um, Some of these references were tongue in cheek, but then multiple allied pilots began filing actual reports that they had seen groups of small, hairless, sharp toothed gray-skinned, red-eyed creatures about a foot tall, often armed with scissors or hammers attempting to snip wires or damage instruments outside of the plane. Oh, no. Um, I hate that description really spooked me. Yeah, Um, that sounds like something that could be real. And I really dislike this next one. Other accounts describe them as being owl-like and having horns and claws, and that they were known to do manic little jigs while putting pilots' lives at risk. That's 
This is something you don't want to see on a plane as someone doing a jig. You absolutely do not want to see You don't want to see any kind of dance. A jig is number one on the what I don't want to see. Because that's celebratory. And one must wonder, what are you celebrating? There's a lot of jumping in a jig. Yeah, my gosh. Twirling around, finger on top of the head. (laughs) Um, And that the only way to shake them was to do some fancy flying, which includes like barrel rolls and flips and stuff like that. Which, as I read that, I was like... This is just an excuse for pilots to do something wild. Yeah, it feels like they wanted to be fun. Yeah. And then they had to pretend that they saw a real ghost. I saw a little owl man. He was trying to stip my wires. So I did a barrel roll. Like that's not going to end the conversation any faster than I felt like it. Yeah. Can you just imagine like an old, old, like, uh, uh, I, I don't know, not, not Admiral. What are the, what are the higher ups in the Air Force called? Uh, Sky Admiral. They have big white mustaches. Just being like, very good. Up, up. Yep. Like, up, 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 up. Um, and also, oh, another weird one is that a lot of the like legend was that gremlins lived in beer bottles, which I was like, mm, this is a little on the nose. And pilots are famously booze hounds. Get a little, little turnt. They yeah. get a little turnt because yeah. they're having fun. They're sitting down at work. <laughs> That's the thing about pilots. They're always sitting. There's no traffic. What are they going to hit up there? Yeah. You know? They're feeling too good. Um, so early on the gremlins were thought to have had enemy sympathies. Because it was the Royal Air Force, so they were yeah. like, oh, these must be, as they described them, Hun Gremlins, which is a term for German Gremlins. Hun Gremlins? <laughs> Hun Gremlin looking for same? <laughs> um, Hun, H-U-N. Scissor holder looking for hammer holder. <laughs> Jigs welcome, can host. <laughs> Um, and so there were like all these stories about whether the gremlins uh, had roots in Germany or Japan, but then <laughs> Axis forces also seemed to suffer from inexplicable plane malfunctions where planes would just fall out of the sky. And it became clear to everybody that if gremlins exist, they have only allegiance to themselves, that they're not playing sides here. Yeah. Is that more comforting or less comforting? I guess it's like. I'm more comforted to think of a tornado as just being a tornado and not that it's like North Korea's tornado. That's so funny because I had the opposite, like hearing that it wasn't aligned with anyone, that it was just that you can't bargain with it. Oh, wow. That is scary. You're right. They're just this like wild card. That's the fastest my mind's ever been changed. (laughs) Um, But not all gremlin encounters were negative. Stories circulated of a pilot struggling through low visibility only to notice a gremlin crawling up his windshield, making pointed eye contact Uh-oh. and mouthing the words, you're upside down, you silly fathead. Now, not to bring it back to gay stuff. Not to bring it back to Alec Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The gremlin is Alec Baldwin leaving a voicemail on his daughter's phone. Oh, my God. Um, I would... I think it's so wild to see someone mouth fathead and to be like, he's calling me a fathead. Yeah, that's not what he's saying. The F slur. He's we know he's saying the F slur. I hate you're to upside bring down, it you silly, <laughs> you silly <laughs> F slur. I do think if he's fae folk, he's allowed to. You I know? think so too. It depends. It depends on the pilot. Depends on the gremlin. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> you're upside down. Wow. He, the gremlin was reclaiming it. Um. The myth grew to be a marketing tool for the British wartime propaganda machine. Um, Posters cautioned servicemen and women of all branches to avoid gremlins by checking their equipment, operating their planes and machinery responsibly, and staying on high alert. Okay, that's cute. They're very cute. Here are some of my favorite uh, poster slogans. Gremlins think it's fun to hurt you. Use care always. (laughs) Gremlins will push you around. 
look where you're going. Okay. Gremlins love to pitch things at your eyes. Wear safety goggles. (laughs) I love this is I think if I become a parent, all of my life lessons are going to be told through gremlin form. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gremlins love to pitch things at your eyes. (laughs) Do your your homework. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So these stories became very popular uh, in the UK and then jumped the pond. And Americans really began to love them, mainly because uh, celebrated children's author Roald Dahl wrote a book called The Gremlins. And I really love this plot story. And I'm kind of shocked that it hasn't been made into a movie. It's that um, it's that the gremlins are angry about industrialization in, in the UK. And they think that the, what's responsible for it is like these planes, like their home is destroyed by like the building of an air, uh, air force base. So they're like, well, we're going to down all these planes. Well, then the British explained to them, like, we're sorry, we're going to build you a new home, but it's in your best interest to fight the Nazis with us. And the gremlins immediately got on board and they're like, yep, great. Drop me, like drop all of us down in Germany and we'll start, we'll start destroying things from the inside. And so the book is about gremlins starting to screw up Nazi Germany, which I think is very fun. That's cute. Um, And Walt Disney bought the rights to that story and was in the process of making a feature film based on it, uh, but instead made a series of comic books, which were very popular. Um, Eleanor Roosevelt, it was one of her favorite books she read to her grandchildren. No way. Uh, Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is kind of a cute, like, little bit of, like, wartime propaganda, but in a cute way. (laughs) I know. We didn't have anything cute after 9-11. No. Um, it really was a lot. Well, there was a Spider-Man comic where he, where he went to ground zero. And I remember that being like, Oh what? my God. I mean, yeah. that kind of makes sense. He lives. Yeah. He lives in Queens. But I remember there was a part of it where, um, Dr. Doom was also there and that Dr. Doom cried because it was so sad. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't know that Dr. Doom would cry. Jason is nodding so hard. His headphones are going to come off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. I, I, I knew that there's a gremlin in the, Twilight Zone. Yes, so episode? yeah, I, I didn't realize that they were specific to planes. I that, thought they were like a fish out of water. I also had no idea about this, um, and I also how that gremlin looked. I was like, oh, that kind of is the description, and that gremlin is kind of doing a jig. God, you're right. He's floating around. I thought it was just random as hell. Well, and then they made the the '80s Twilight Zone movie with John Lithgow, which wrecked my shit up, Anna, as a kid. Too scary. That movie was on the superstation like one every four Saturdays when I was a kid and it's like a, you know, you'd be like, Oh, it's rated PG. I'll tune in. And that gremlin is too scary, but even scarier is John Lithgow's face of panic when he sees the gremlin. Oh God. Yeah. Um, then also there's the classic Joe Dante, Steven Spielberg movie gremlins, sure. which began as kind of something based on the Roald Dahl story. But it, it clearly became something entirely different, which is like a picture perfect town at Christmas time being besieged. Right. That's sort of like a plane. I, yeah. I, w- I don't know if you are aware of this, but I did take a commercial acting class with Zach Galligan, who mm-hmm. is the, the oh, teen yeah. Billy. young boy. He's Billy in yeah. Gremlins. Um, Big crush on Billy when I was a kid. Very crush worthy. Yeah. Yeah. His advice was... Um, when you go into a commercial audition, the thing that books it for you is you should act like really casual. Good. Like it's not, wow, this is the best phone in the world. It's <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess it works. It's fine. I guess. <laughs> and he would do that 
I, we were all like, this man knows what he's doing. Coolest man alive. And then he showed up to our end of the year party. Oh my God. I was like, whoa. That's, that's always a twist, right? Zach Galligan's here. This is exciting. Yeah, I wonder, because he was also in a, a scary movie that I liked a lot when I was younger called Waxwork, which is he goes to a haunted wax museum and he like falls into this, the displays and then they're real around him. Oh, yeah. sounds awful. It's pretty spooky. Do the uh, wax things turn into actors? So you go into the wax display and then suddenly you're in like a new universe. So I see, like, okay. So like there's, but the crazy thing is, was like, the Wolfman, Dracula, Frankenstein, Marat Saad, like, or the Marquis de Saad. I was like, whoa, this is, we're jumping really from, from thing to thing here. I would love that movie if it were like Tyra Banks, <laughs> uh, the, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Tyra Banks being like, everyone, this, this photo shoot, you're going to be a different ethnicity from yourself. And you're like, no! no! Um, have you <laughs> seen cameras? They're filming you. <laughs> I I can't say no. That we should do a whole episode about about. Oh my god, America's Next Top Model. And if you say no, that means you don't have what it takes to be a model. Yeah, remember the one where she was like, she was like, "Hi everybody, gosh, I'm just really tired." And then she f- she faked fainting, and then she oh, came, yeah. then she like came out. She was like, "I tricked you." And and was like, we're going to we're Singapore. Like it was so crazy. So many things were happening. Yeah, she was teaching them about acting. Yeah, she did a similar thing on her talk show where she it was around Halloween. Oh yeah. And she said, "Sorry guys, I don't feel well. I got bit by a dog on the way here." Anyway, and then she started being like, "Oh no, I need to sit down," and started foaming at the mouth, and then started running around going like she was rabid. That's right. Although I would, I would sort of live for if she really did begin her show by saying, I've had a weird day. I got bit by a dog. Anyway, <laughs> Hillary Duff is here. Yeah. That's, um, <laughs> no, she's not. No, Stop she's telling people she's <laughs> here. <laughs> That's the dog that bit you. <laughs> she's in a padded cell. Oh my God. Um, and then, yeah. So, so the Joe Dante film really like popular. Oh, there was also a Looney Tunes cartoon of gremlins where, uh, it was like gremlins versus bugs bunny. And then that one, they were like, Oh yeah. Some reports of gremlins said they wear top hats. And some are fancy, fancy, fancy clothes. Yeah. Um, fancy grams, but that they are, they can speak English because a lot of people would talk about, Oh, I read this one story about a report that, uh, that a pilot, uh, was, was in his plane and he heard two little voices arguing oh. saying like, no, that's never going to cut through it. Like you're, you don't know anything. And then it was like, you have to use big scissors like this. And then, um, his radar went out. I think this is just a story about like some sort of noxious fume. Well, that's uh, that's another big theory behind gremlins. Yeah, is that um, gas fumes when you're on the ground, and then when you take off, there's there's not as much oxygen up there, and so people would begin to hallucinate. Oh, that and makes that sense. What would be fresh in their head was um, people working on the air, uh, like Air Force Base, many of whom would be carrying around scissors or hammers or things like that. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, and if they were on the outside of a small fighter plane or whatever, they'd right. have to be small little things. Yeah, exactly. Wow, that that does connect to something that I do want to talk about. What's that? Or is it just a brief sort of growth please on the conversation which is that um uh, so many people responded to our episode from last week about your yes i know i'm sorry everybody mannequin bald man andrew hallucinated a not a ghost which is a ghost but he says it's more like a mannequin (laughs) um 
so many people reached out to say how scared they were by it. And then uh, my friend Ever Maynard messaged me to say that they they had had a similar thing. (gasps) No way. And that it turned out to be a gas leak. Oh, my God. Yeah, let me see. Uh, I I had a custodian at my last apartment. A medium said he was there to keep me slash the house safe. Little did I know there was a months-long gas leak. Literally kept us safe. Oh. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they're they suing their landlord, and they had to do an emergency move. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. I, this is... Hauntings are often credit, credited to gas leaks. Yeah. Especially when they are um, accompanied by, like, a sense of impending doom. Isn't yeah. that crazy? That one of the signs of, of gas poisoning is a feeling like, something is wrong. I'm going to die. It's amazing that our body knows how to turn like physiological realities into feelings that we can kind of get on board with. I know that's, that's like me. our, our red blood cells. It's the carbon monoxide is replacing where the oxygen would go. Whoa. So it's like, that's really bad. Cause we need oxygen famously. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it translates that into, Oh, I feel bad. <laughs> I had a very in college and I, I feel like this happens almost exclusively with college boys of like, I really got to clean my apartment. Time to mix ammonia and bleach, like, which is mustard gas. Oh, yeah. So, and, and but I remember being like, I'm cleaning. I'm really tired and I feel bad. Like, yeah. And then I was like, oh, I made, I made a, I made a weapon of war. Yeah. <laughs> um. So don't do that. Just trying to wipe this damn toilet. Speaking of which, I don't know if there's any chemists or cleaning supply uh, experts out there in the gentle listenerhood, but um, the Mr. Clean Magic Erasers, which have no chemicals on them, uh-huh. says like, do not use with bleach, which I'm like, I wonder why. It's interesting. I yeah. wonder if it just breaks down the material. Oh, that could be. Yeah, that makes sense. I thought it was something more nefarious. I feel like every subreddit I'm in, someone brings up the Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and how you can buy the cheaper base substance yeah, and just cut it up. I know. That is nice. To That's the answer for weddings, uh, homeowners. Right. Uh, <laughs> also, I saw TikTok today that if you've had kombucha in a glass bottle in your fridge for too long, you've got to burp it, which I didn't know what that was. Because otherwise it can explode and it almost severed a woman's ring finger. No. Yeah. She's that's, okay. That's that's for her husband. That's <laughs> <laughs> she needs that. <laughs> um, what else do I have to say about gremlins? Oh, just that the the Joe Dante movie like created the 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 hard connection to Japanese culture which I think has been re-examined now as being like problematic and Oh, was it Oh, right, that they were like, "Oops, they're from Japan." Yeah, yeah. Um and that now I believe there is a new Gremlin series that is headed by um a, a largely Asian team to kind of re-look at that. That's so it's cool. not like trickster things from Asia, like that's probably not great. How does the gremlin get to where they are in the movie? Is it like they buy it at a toy store or something? Zach Galligan's dad okay. is a traveling salesman and he goes into like a a, a Japanese like mystical shop and uh, tries to buy a mogwai, tries to buy Gizmo the mogwai. Okay. And um, the, the owner of the shop is like an old man who's like, no, it's too dangerous. It's too much of a responsibility. But his son is like, we're so poor, we have no money. And he secretly sells gizmo to the to the dad wow um, who then brings him back and then at the end of the movie uh the shop owner comes back and is like give me gizmo you can't handle it wow that's yeah. so sad selling the family at the store pet i know i know uh, and uh, i really uh, there was a huge that huge lawsuit against furbies 
that claimed that they stole the look of of Gizmo the Mogwai. Well, they did. And they sure did. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that they were filming for the Russians with the camera in their forehead, which is what... (laughs) I have realized now is probably not true. It's just a thing we told each other. Was that, did that rumor make its way to you? I don't know that I heard that rumor. Yeah, we heard that Furbies, they have like a little sensor between their eyes. Yeah. It's shaped like a cloud. And the rumor went around that it was filming you for the Russians. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which like, for why? It's 1998. I never owned a Furby, but one time in high school, uh, I went to my friend Ben Davis's house and we went we went in his room during his birthday and his Furby inexplicably said party and it was at the time this like the scariest thing I've ever oh, heard because no. it, hadn't, it hadn't worked in forever because it was like 3 p.m. on a Tuesday it's like <laughs> girl <laughs> slow down <laughs> her name was Rebecca the Furby we were like Rebecca please oh you have work tomorrow you're a preschool not, teacher it's not cute or funny we're just worried <laughs> party party <laughs> <laughs> that is something I feel like a, a gremlin in the movie gremlins would say oh yeah do they talk or they just go like bah, they, bah, bah. Well, the first movie like they can repeat things and they okay. occasionally say something like a w- one word that's scary i like that but then in the second one they get much more communicative and one of them takes like a potion that makes him super smart and i believe he talks with tony randall's voice who played felix unger in um the odd couple tv series wow like, oh, i would love to talk about and and in retrospect I hate to admit, I had kind of a crush on Smart Gremlin. Smart, he had glasses. He wore a suit. Smart. I love that they all have different personalities. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That one, they really... I mean, there's the amazing Key and Peele sketch about like all the different... There's like a girl gremlin. There's a like a like an incredibly sexy girl gremlin. Oh, Smart. I'm Googling Smart Gremlin. Yeah. The brain gremlin. Right. Oh, I don't like his look at all. He looks mean. Well, can I see, can I see it just, I, w- I want to make sure you're judging him fairly. Yeah, no, the, he looks pretty mean there. <laughs> I don't know. I think I, maybe I just, maybe This I looks just, like the guy you date when you're 24. And, and you're I like, sure he's did. smart and interesting. Yeah. And all your friends are like, he's so mean to you. <laughs> and when I, and you know what? I think the first like guy I ever went on w- more than one date with was kind of smart gremlin. And I realized I got to get out of here. Um, oh man, this is really, this guy definitely lives in New York. Yeah, and he's always like he's you know oh, and then the the kind of climactic scene in Gremlins Two is all the Gremlins sing, uh, "New York, New York," singing or singing. Oh, okay, um, I don't like that. They're doing a jig. They're do- and that was their form of a jig. Um, but Gremlins really scared me very much as a kid. It, I think it, a lot of people describe it as the first horror movie they've ever seen, right? Because it was a PG Christmas movie, but a ton of people die. Christmas. Really? Yeah. Like neighbors and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little old lady gets on um the stair not the stairmaster, the like for older people or or uh, people who have trouble climbing stairs, the chair that you sit on and they go up. Oh yeah. The gremlins mess with it and then it launches her out of the roof. <laughs> and she dies. <laughs> um and then a, a chemistry teacher gets his head eaten, I think, and oh, they by use the a snowplow to try to kill somebody. Oh, yeah. No. And then an actress uh, the, who plays Zach Galligan's mom has to put a, a gremlin down their garbage disposal. That's, That's very scary. scary. Is that Beverly Mitchell? No. Beverly Mitchell. Maybe. I don't know. That's mm, fine. Um, I, first I was, like, I was thinking of Bev Mitchell, who who used to run our school. And I was like, oh, yeah. was Bev in Gremlins? 
No, I'm dumb. I don't know anyone's um, name. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. That's okay. Jonathan Banks is in it from Breaking Bad. And Howie Mandel is the voice of Gizmo. I know. To, to this day, earth? sometimes if someone turns a light on and I'm not expecting it, I do instinctively say, bright light, bright light, which that's, is what Gizmo says, and it's very cute. Wow. Unbelievable. And that's the history of Gizmo and gremlins and everything. Thank you, Andrew. You're very welcome. Wow. Think about that. Try that in a small town. <laughs> and you know what the gremlins did? And they yeah. learned their lesson. They did. And then they tried it again in a city, and that was the second movie. No, that's not what they should do. Hulk Hogan fights the gremlins in the movie. Oh. Yeah, it's hard. That's tough. Andrew, if you were a gremlin, what would what would be a little impish thing you'd do to mess with a plane? Oh, um, well, I wouldn't want to hurt anybody, but I think a little inconvenient thing I would do is maybe I'd make the um, just incredibly difficult to find the end of the toilet paper in the bathroom. Oh. <gasps> That's and that silly. you're just sitting there spinning it and spinning it and spinning it and being like, it has to be here somewhere and I can't find the seam. Oh, yeah. That's really good. How about you? Um, two options. One, yeah. if I were a scissors gremlin, mm-hmm. I would pop holes in the um, all the cranberry juices. Oh, my God. Because when you, you're excited when they have it, but then if they started pouring it and it was pouring out of the back of it, too, <laughs> you'd be like, well, I can't drink this. It is open. <laughs> If I were a hammer's gremlin, yes, I would bang on whatever, um, like you know the panel by the front of the plane that controls all the um, TV screens. Uh-huh. I would break that. Oh wow! So that yeah. everyone everyone would have to like talk to each other. Really inconvenient. Yeah. Oh nightmare. So that would be. I'm not saying that I think that that's good. I'm saying if you're looking for a way to like mess with people. <laughs> There that are, would really get it. There are two genders, and they are scissor gremlin and hammer gremlin. Yeah. Do you do you identify with one or the other? I think you know what's weird. I would not think this, but I feel a deep in my core that I think I'm hammer gremlin because I think a hammer is like I don't have a specific job to do, but if someone's walking by, I can be like clank 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 clank. Like I really got to get to hammering this. Whereas yeah. scissors, um, that implies this is someone with a more specialized skill at precision with a plan. Yeah. 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 Um, I, th- I think I'm hammer gremlin too. Yeah. I think that, I think we both are probably hammer gremlins. Yeah. But I think we're in relationships with, with scissor gremlins. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Chris is scissor gremlin because he's, he, as a, a composer, he does a lot of editing. Exactly. A lot of snipping. Exactly. I'm sure he, his cursor turns into a pair of scissors. Right. Yeah. Depending on what program he's using. And Jason grew up working on cars, which as I understand it is just a lot of snipping. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> right? And, right. And is producing producing this very podcast. So he that is. is a lot of scissoring work. He's he's scissoring. <laughs> oh my God. Jason. Should we go home and scissor tonight? Yeah. <laughs> just on top of the wedding cake, just <laughs> a little ha- a little hammer and scissor and all so the relatives nice. from Long Island are like, oh, I don't know. Oh. It's it's Adam and Eve, not scissor and hammer. <laughs> That is what it is. That is what it is. That is scissor and hammer is very non-binary because you're like, what, what, what do we think is going on here? Yeah. Also, scissor and hammer sounds like one of those salons in Highland Park that's like haircuts and another business. Yes. Like a hardware store. Oh my god, a hardware store barber shop. Oh my Listen, god. Someone come to me. Someone come to me with a with money so we can do this. <laughs> I the other question I have is who who do we I, people talk about goblin mode 
What is going gremlin mode? Oh my God. That's a really good question. Yeah. I think the most obvious, the most literal interpretation of gremlin mode is when you hop around on a, a plane on the, like, Oh yeah. 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 Specifically on the, I, I would say the front window of the plane. And when you delight in making someone's plane ride a little, yeah. Difficult. And you're like doing a jig. Yeah. I think gremlin mode, like, I guess like goblin mode sexually is right. Is, is what, it, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. I would say gremlin mode sexually is when you do a jig. <laughs> <laughs> When you're doing it. And again, you have to put your finger on your you head. You have to put your finger on your head because otherwise no one will know where your head is. Yeah. <laughs> and they they won't know where to look. <laughs> I, that's, yeah, Gremlin I mode. agree. What do you think it is? I think, I, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense to me. I think maybe gremlin mode is when you are taking delight in something going a little bit wrong that you had a hand in. Yeah. Um, or um, if, it, if we're talking about in the bedroom, maybe it has to do with um, if you... If someone is like my, this part of my body is very sensitive in like a way that's like a fun thing. Yeah. And you keep kind of like pushing that button. Yeah. 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 Wow. That definitely, I could see that. It doesn't involve scissors or hammers. It doesn't. A hammer in the bedroom. A hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. Try try that. Think about that. Try think about that in a small town. (laughs) I just had another thought for gremlin mode. Which is, oh, here's it. This is a non-sexual one, but I do think Great. it's relatable. Good. It's going to meet people where they are. I don't know if this, I don't, well, I don't know if anyone else gets like this, but when I'm really, really sleepy mm-hmm. and, or like cranky and someone is like, Jason is doing everything he can. Like it's when you're being baby <gasps> oh. and someone's like, would you like this or that? And you be cranky back at them yeah. a little bit. Cause you're a baby. Right. That's like. I think of that as like you're trying to sabotage what's going on. That is when I try to think mode. of like when do I sabotage? Aside yeah. from myself, <laughs> <laughs> fell. I lean on a, a, a the side of a house and it falls over. <laughs> um, yeah, like they're trying to make you happy and you're. Oh, am I toxic? Hold no, on. no, no. I know. I I know that feeling. It's it's when right. I think that's a that's a pretty common dynamic, right? Of like when you're in a when you're in a bad mood and someone recognizes it. And you're not ready to be out of the bad mood just yet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Leave me to my crank. Leave me to my crank. Don't rest me from my crank hole. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There was also, I mean, I guess another thing about gremlin mode is like (laughs) goblins are known are kind of aggressive and got, and gremlins are a little more passive or not passive. They're a little more uh, uh, undercover being a jerk. Yeah, they're not goblins believe in it. They they're lost in the sauce. Gremlins yes. are like, I just clock in, I clock out. Yeah. Goblins were at January 6th. Gremlins were uh were texting about it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to get a ride, but not really. Right, right. Did we just yeah. lose four followers? We're like, I I enough. <laughs> they're all scissor gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, gentle listeners, l- let us know. Do you identify as a hammer gremlin or scissor gremlin? <laughs> um, God, I wonder what the split will be. Yeah, I'm curious about it. We should do a poll. Oh, we're definitely doing a poll. Okay. That's what polls are for. That's what polls are for. That's what polls are for. <laughs> um, for gremlins. Yes. For scissors. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anna. I think that's it. I think so as well. And everybody else, get get out. out.